The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another version of the Notebook Wager podcast. This is J-Cam doing the intro for once. This is my Christmas gift from the guys that actually let me talk before they talk, so I'm taking advantage of it. Uh, this week, we'll cover the weekend at 17 of the NFL, you know, kind of uh, during the holiday malaise here. We've had games on every day between college basketball, college football, hockey, whatever you can name. So we'll get through those games that will be here on New Year's Day as we all try to recover from uh, New Year's Eve evening. And I'm going to go to the teaser king, the man who's always here, the man, the best bed king. Smitty, how was your uh, Christmas? Oh, it was great. Family came down. Um, you know, my parents came down. It was great seeing them. Just had the brother-in-law, sister-in-law in with their kids. Uh, they just left today. So it was great. Great family time. Great time of the year but I'm ready to win some bets. So let's dive into it. Yeah. It's always a tough balance, balance out the uh, family activities with the gambling activities because there's always a TV on though. And hopefully you, you got, you got to lock yourself around. in. You got to lock yourself into a room and say, listen, get away from me. I need 20 minutes. I got to get the notebook ready. I got to fire some things. So let's get after it. Yeah. I played a pretty good card today. Teasers aren't looking good. Good start in college basketball, but off of four in one night, uh, let's see uh, what happens here as the day goes. But yeah, let's dive into some NFL. I'm excited. Should be a good card. Absolutely. So we will start off with, I think is a pretty interesting game, actually. Uh, we're going to go to Carolina Panthers at Tampa. Buccaneers laying four points now as it is. Kind of interesting here. Buccaneers are out of it. The Panthers quite in it in the, uh, the division that nobody really wants to win. Uh, Smitty, who you like here? Yeah, you know, this one that I, I really like Carolina in a teaser here. You know, really impressed with them, really pounded the ball last week, really running the ball well. I think they had 200-yard rushers in that game against Detroit. You know, Tampa's a, Tampa's a funny team. You know, you got the GOAT, you got Tom Brady. They can't really move the ball until they get down. I had him in one of my best bets last week, teaser with uh, Carl Johnson that I did on the spot with him. And that was a sweat because, I mean, that was Trace McSorley. I mean, Arizona couldn't do much in that game. And it just takes forever for them to get going. And then when they get down, Tom kind of heats up. Uh, You know, they're they're 3-0 the last three times hosting Carolina, I think, ATS. But can they get going quick in this? I mean, you saw it two weeks ago against Cincinnati, got off 17-0 at home, and then it just crumbled really fast. You know, they're not covering this year, though, Jason, ATS. They're 3-11-1 ATS this year. I really like, I mean, this is a big game. Carolina's playing extremely well. Pound the ball. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I'd probably tease the points up in this. Um, I really like um in a teaser Carolina up. What, what's your overall thoughts on this? 
yeah, I'm like, I'm quick to bury Tampa Bay because that's just kind of what it looks like. But they're right in the mix of this, too. It's just like you said, that Arizona game, I thought Trace McSorley had pulled off the miracle and had beaten them. Uh, that, and as soon as they kind of got up that two score, that's when Tampa really came on. I think you kind of heard them allude to it a little in the press conferences this week that they may go more up-tempo because it seems like that's the only time they move the football or, or even look like a potent offense at all. When they just run their normal stuff, it's, there's no explosion. Everything's just grind, grind, grind. And the NFL nowadays, you know, if you don't hit big plays, it's really hard to score. Um, yeah, I, I like Carolina in this spot with the points. I think it's going to be a close game because I think that's all Tampa Bay really plays. It's really just whether you want to trust Sam Darnold on the road against a pretty good defense. Um, so I like the teaser play. You tease it up through – you get through what from four. So you're through seven, you're through nine. Those are some pretty good numbers there. So I kind of like that. Let's see Carolina tease them up a bit. And what I should be a nice closed divisional game. I mean, divisional dogs in December, you know, you want to take those points. Yeah. Divisional dogs, I think are hitting like 60% this year. I mean, Absolutely. it's just crazy. And the unders, I think unders last week, I think I saw a thing today that the unders last week too went uh, 10 and six. Uh, last week so I mean again you can tease these games up a little bit um, and and take the under I kind of like that play also well, yeah I think bad practice week probably visions of sugar plums in their head no interest oh, in points. could be crazy all right let's go into the next one here I'm going to dive into one here let's talk about the commanders the skins whatever you want to call them big game hosting Cleveland Browns Cleveland really let me down last week man what a just despicable game up 10 nothing against the Saints, and then they just couldn't close it out here. I'm looking at scores and odds, Jason, here. they It opened one and a half. It's still one and a half. We're back to the guy, Carson Wentz. I've said it last week on our show. I said it with Jick Jack that I thought he had a chance to step in and take over again, and that's why I played Heineke at temps last week under, and that was a winner and a player prop. What do you have here, Jason? This, this is a tight one, I think. What's your overall thoughts on this one? Yeah, no, I think we kind of warned people a little bit about the Browns last week because it was just everybody loved them a little too much because of the weather. And then we mentioned in those bad weather games, it's a complete crapshoot. Like no one, no one plays well in it. So you never know what you're going to get. Uh, kind of, you know, it's kind of under the radar still. I know people have known Wentz is the starter this week, but that was a fairly significant change. I mean, that team wanted Heineke to play uh, when they made that move and they really responded to it. Now, I agree with it. I mean, Heineke's kind of played out his string and he's, been figured out or whatever he's not playing nearly as well as they need him to um but this is kind of a tricky spot in fact we have the first maybe probably the second sticky note because we kind of we stamped on the last sticky note where brady is 111 and one in his last 13 games which is just insane especially if you're a steelers fan because it feels like he's basically 58 no all-time ats against us um but yeah so like this comes from stucky the action network since 1990 eliminated teams like the browns playing teams that need to win over the final two weeks, like the Commodores, are gone 62%. So basically, these teams with nothing to play for like to get up for these teams that have something to play for. So that's kind of a tricky spot here. I'm going to take the Commodores because I think the run defense will shut down the Browns. Browns are kind of a little bit mixed up right now. Really good article this week by a guy named Tony Grossi who covers the team, talking about how the influence of front office on play calling, um, and that's just never good. So I'm going to go a lot of people like the Browns here with the points. This actually is a pretty good teaser spot because you're going to go through three and seven, but I'm going to actually lay the two with the Commodores at this point. Yeah. You know, I agree. You know, Chubb has a foot injury right now. I know Gibson's out, I think for um, DC, 
you know, Watson still a little rusty. Now keep an eye, 12 to 20 mile per hour winds, a couple windy games tomorrow. Conditions aren't horrible uh, looking over the, uh, like the weather uh, mm. for this week. Not like last week at all, but there is some games with some wind here. This one is one, it's 12 to 20 miles per hour. I like, I, I like the Browns up in a teaser in this one. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take that. I think um, we'll see, I, you know, what's Wentz going to do. I kind of like that. I, again, I like what Jason just said about these teams with the number there. I, I'm going to probably take the Browns up. I don't think this is a bad spot maybe either for um, tease it up and take an under. Uh, but with Gibson out, I'd keep an eye. I, I I haven't dove in yet to these player props, Jason, yet. But uh, Robinson, maybe rushing yards, might be a good one uh, tomorrow. And uh, Dotson, the rookie out of Penn State, has been playing extremely well. Uh, now you do have quarterback change here a little bit. So we'll see in that. But keep an eye on his numbers because he's been catching some ball and at least some touchdowns. He's been catching touchdowns, I think, every week. So Yeah, we talked about it. Commodore skill talent is good. they got to find a quarterback to kind of run the offense. And this team could kind of really snap into place in a pretty tough division. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. I think teasers are a good spot. Back these first two games might be a great teaser pairing if you really look at it. So I will move to the next game, and we will go to um, a game, interesting game, Atlanta at home against Arizona. Arizona is basically looking for the free T-shirt, ready to go at this point. <laughs> They've had no quarterbacks left. They're going to David Blau this week, who was last seen losing a bunch of games for the Detroit Lions. And I uh, thought he was off selling insurance, but apparently he's still hanging around the NFL. Um, you know, Arizona's a tricky team. I mean, they were actually in that game against Tampa Bay. I don't know if that was more Tampa Bay or Arizona. Um, really couldn't do much on offense. Trace McSorley, um, you know, we have a good buddy who was just absolutely out of his mind. Trace McSorley is an NFL quarterback, and he was kind of backing up what his rants at that point. Uh, the defense is still decent. It's not good. And they're still dinged up. Like, you know, they got a ton of guys on the injury list this week. Some names, too, like A.J. Green. But he's basically been on the injury list for the last couple of weeks because we haven't seen much out of him. Um, James Conner. Um, I think also a couple of offensive line guys are dinged up. Um, you know, Atlanta, you know, I think they're not trying to win. But I think they just might win because I think they're just a little more of an organized outfit at this point. But I don't want to lay five and a half with Atlanta. Um, this is a game where I probably would look to the under because I just don't think Arizona can do anything on offense. And Atlanta loves to run the football, and I think they'll actually get the run pretty well. So I'm actually looking at the under in this game. Smitty, what do you have? Yeah, you know, seven and two last nine hosting Arizona Falcons. But this one, uh, scores and odds have it up to six. I mean, a teaser, I'd probably take them to win the game. Um, man, Jason, I kind of agree with you. This one, I mean, if Maddie was here, would this be the hot mess express? It's a good possibility. Um, I think this one's going to be ugly. I think not a bad play here might be taking it up right now. You could get it up to 47 and maybe take the under. I just don't see a lot of points. This is probably a stay away, but again, we always give opinions on every game. I'd probably do Atlanta down and I would do uh, take it up and take the under in this one. That's where, that's where I'd go on this. Yeah, one. We would, we would never disrespect Maddie by, by take, by nominating his hot mess express. No, no, not a hot did, this is the game. Cause this is, I, Neither team is anything. Since he's not here, Jason, if I have to throw one out, it is might be the Hot Mess Express. Right? It was like the Hot Mess Express light or whatever. So we, but, but yeah, because Arizona itself can win the award just pretty much every week. So absolutely. So we'll go to the next right, game. Well, that I was, oh, go ahead. I'll let well, you go. go ahead. No, go ahead, Jason. Uh, I was going to take us to an interesting game here because I've seen a lot of talk about this from a really weird angle. And yeah, this is one of those ones you're going to have to bite the bullet on. 
The New York Giants at home needing to win, staying in the playoff hunt against the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> now, I've seen this line. It's moved up from three to six. Indy is just a story onto itself this season. Um, they're making decisions. They're going to go back to Nick Foles again this week because he obviously he played so well <laughs> last week. <laughs> and you have the Giants who are just beating people with nothing. Uh, so it's a really tough line. I have a hard time laying five and a half or six points with the Giants. I think this goes back to the stat we referenced earlier in the podcast and just taking the points, holding your nose, the Colts and thinking they may pop up, but I don't know. It's really tough because that team also could be an absolute corpse. What do you have in this one? Yeah. I mean, it's a big game for the giants. I really like the giants and a teaser here. Um, I would do that. I mean, Indianapolis last week, I had Indianapolis watching the game and I said it to a friend. We went up to Charlestown casino, on um what was that tuesday i think it was tuesday and uh buddy of mine um we were talking about the game and he just he kind of said the same thing he goes what kind of plays were they doing it was just like i said you know what it reminded me of it was like playing college like football on um playstation and the streaks you just run like everyone down the field and Foles was just throwing the ball up in the air i mean that game was ugly he looked really bad i can't believe how slow he is to to, to like when he gets pressure he just oh, yeah, like, yeah. He crumbles man so you know i really thought they were gonna play well i thought he'd come in and be okay it wasn't it was a really ugly game i i kind of like the giants in the spot though i mean i really do i think they're gonna be okay in this i would tease them i would play them you know it's just a bigger game win condition again this another game 13 to 23 mile per hour win so kind of keep an eye on that but I, I would just play the Giants in this. I, I don't think the Colts, I mean, the head coach, uh, you know, I think that has kind of run its course here. I don't think he's very prepared anymore. Um, so I'd go the G-man. Big big game. They need the win. Let's go Giants. Yeah, I can't lay the six with Indy. But given that total of 39 right now, I, I would still look to the under, even though that's on the lighter side, just because uh, the Indy defense actually did show up decently last week. Um but yeah, this is this is a game that you're not going to pay attention to unless you have like one guy from from fantasy that you need uh, to win you a championship. All right. So the next one, this is a game with playoff implications, especially as Steeler fans, we have to pay attention to it here. New England at home against the Dolphins, laying two and a half at this point. Kind of an interesting thing. We got Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Two has got his third concussion of the year. He is out. Pretty amazing that they played that game last week. And you can pretty much trace his stats back to whenever he took that hit, uh, basically bump on the head on the ground where he was basically an all pro quarterback before that hit. And then he looked like uh, Duck Hodges after it. Uh, pretty brutal that they didn't pull him. Um, this is an interesting spot, though, because the Patriots need this to win. And um, Miami going up in the weather, which they've never really fared well. And it's not, it's pretty mild up here in the Northeast. So I'll give it that. But um, the Patriots kind of, you know, keep shooting themselves in the foot it's a really undisciplined team they kind of give games away i mean you look at that raiders game i don't know if they were going to win that game but they definitely gave it away that would put them in a better spot right now and you know can they beat a dolphins team they should i think especially against teddy bridgewater so i'm i'm gonna lay the two and a half but like i have no confidence in it what do you got on this one yeah, New England's eight and two last ten hosting miami here like you said now you could really think this team heading up in cold conditions it's not going to be that the temperature's not horrible here this week. Uh, light rain, 
This is a windy game. This is about 13 to 30 mile per hour winds on this. So I really like the teasing the points up in this and taking the under. Bridgewater is a lot of dink and, you know, dink and dunk kind of quarterback here. Now you do have the wide receivers that can actually really catch a ball and then really take off. So if they break one, and that's what kind of with Tua here on that. I mean, this Miami team's in a tailspin. I mean, I was on Green Bay in a teaser last week. A lot of people like them. Old man, the garage gave that game out. I'll give his plays. He went 3-0 last week. I'll give his plays here in a little bit. Um, but this a team, This I think you said it well there. New England, it's just, what are they doing? It's just a team that is just a dumpster fire right now. But I do like him in this spot here. I think, I'm shocked this game, Jason. I said it, I'm really shocked the Steeler game got flexed into the Sunday night game and this game did not. I mean, this has a little bit more to it than the Steeler game with Baltimore. Baltimore's already in. Steelers, you know, they have a slight chance. It doesn't look good now, but I'm kind of thought this game would be in. I really like, you know, I'm going to throw this player prop out. I lost last week. I'm two and one in the last three weeks. Waddle, uh, the wide receiver for uh, Miami, taking his pass. It's usually set about four and a half. I lost. He caught five last week. I've, I'm two and one. I'm going to eye it up here today or tonight early morning tomorrow if it's there again might take a shot again at this um on this but i do like new england in this i think new england's going to win the game i think it's going to be ugly i tease the points up but this would be a money line play for me i'll go new england on this and it makes a lot of sense definitely uh so we'll go to another game now this is actually an interesting one here with the texans at home against jacksonville now this game is meaningless so it means a little more for the Jags because they actually can backdoor into a wild card spot if they win this game. But this line has moved from four and a half to three with the Texans who are suddenly maybe the hottest team in the AFC South. They're not winning games, but they sure, certainly look the best. Um, and it's, I'll tell you what, though, it's a big ass to take them to plus three. I think a little bit of hype there, but it's also a big ass for the Jags on the road where they have not really performed all that well. Um, kind of a big spot. Trevor Lawrence owned three lifetime against the Texans here, and the numbers are pretty terrible. So fascinating spot. I, I think I'm going to take the Texans plus the three um, just because of how well they're playing. But I really don't know. Like, you look at it, they're kind of doing a bunch of goofy stuff. Is this the week that it kind of all comes to an end? That's really the thing that concerns me the most. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I mean, this, this is a good spot here. The Texans, this is a great teaser team over the last couple of weeks. You know, they just been battling, like Jason just said there. So, and this, uh, it's kind of surprising. Like you said, Jason, this is a team that Jags are so on fire right now. Why did the line open five and a half and now it's down to three? I mean, let's see where it goes tomorrow. I mean, it, do they, is this a chance? Like you said, this is a big game for them that maybe sneak in, but the game next week against Tennessee is the big game. Whoever wins that's going to win the division and get in. So is this a spot that now the head coach has come out and said, I'm not resting anybody. I'm not pulling guys out. Now, is he saying that? And maybe he is. I'll tell you, I like the Texans up in a teaser, Jason. I do too. I don't think the Jags are the luxury of sitting guys because it's such a young team and it's an inexperienced team. They don't have any playoff experience at all. I don't think you can turn the switch off with them because I don't think you'll get them back next week. You know what I mean? And, and a Tennessee team that's really dinged up been there done that they're, you know that they're kind of ready for this and they know what, what's expected of them but for Jacksonville kind of just learned how to win they need to kind of keep trying to win so I, I do think they're going to play everyone 
it just they just haven't done really well against this. The, the cover two somehow baffles Trevor Lawrence, which is fascinating at this point uh, in the, like the, how defenses have progressed. So yeah, and the over under two. I just want to make this comment here. It opened forty six and a half, and it's down to forty three and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's dropping down again. We've talked already. These divisional dogs are been really good. Um, the dogs have been barking in this series also ATS. So I kind of like this. I, I really, I think this is a good spot of a teaser um, up, get them up to about nine and uh, play the Texans here. And maybe with a drop and I'd probably, I'd jack it up, Jason. I'd take it up, you know, and uh, take the under in this game. Yeah, I think so too, because I mean, Houston can't run somewhat well, but I can just see Jacksonville's offense seems to bog down whenever they get in games like this. So I can totally see this being an under. Um, but yeah, it should be a fascinating game. The only thing that makes me nervous is I think when you see that point spread move, I feel better, but it seems like a public dog with the Texans and those never seem to fare well. So, so I will take us to the next game. Um, Kansas City at home, not only in 12 and a half against Denver Broncos. Now, Denver, also a hot best express, strong candidate, but not in this one because Kansas City is obviously here. But this is an interesting one, too, because 12 and a half is a lot of points. And granted, the Denver defense absolutely took Christmas off, (laughs) made Baker Mayfield look like a viable quarterback again, like, you know, the number one overall pick that he was. I, I'm not like you're hearing a lot of people say I'm not holding it against them. Defenses tend to, you know, have a bad week and they show up the next week. So their pride got hurt. This is a divisional game. Like you mentioned, big points, underdog, Kansas city really does not a lot to play for um, except for maybe seeding, but they're probably going to get a top two seed regardless. So I got to take the Broncos at the 12 and a half. I don't know who's going to score the points for the Broncos. I'm just gonna, I guess it's Latavius Murray having uh, another good running game. That's pretty much where I can see it coming from, but what do you think on this one? I kind of agree. You know, the funny thing is, I just had a conversation about this game with my brother-in-law last night because I was trying to look for my second best bet uh, teaser of the weekend. And I said, he's like, just take Kansas City down. I said, the thing about Kansas City is they just don't blow anybody out. Now, you can get them down to like, you know, what did you say, uh, six and a half here? And, that I, you know, that could happen. Because like you said, Denver's a team that is just a mess. I mean, they're fighting on the sidelines. You fire the coach. Russell Wilson, I think, is finally tied with the, the amount of bathrooms in his mansion. I think it's 12-12. He correct. got there. He got there. He got there. Okay, good job, Russell. You know, this is a team now. You know, Judy's playing really well wide receiver. He's had some good games here uh, the last couple of weeks. But, man, it's just, does the team like Russell Wilson? I mean, you saw it. I mean, when the backup quarterback's going down and trying to fight the offensive line because he thinks they're smacking Wilson a little bit and not maybe, there's some issues here. Now, is this going to be a better coaching performance with Hackett gone? I doubt it. I mean, you said, Jason, the other day on a text, I think multiple coaches now have been fired. And I mean, who's coach? I mean, this is, this goes to varsity blue. You might have one of the quarterbacks like coaching and Billy Bob might be calling some plays here and stuff. So I don't know. I do like though. I agree with you in a teaser spot, man, jack that up. That's a lot of points. Will the defense show up? Will they be inspired a little bit? Kansas city, not blowing people out. I like Denver up in a teaser. It's funny. I look at my model, which is, you know, doesn't know who's playing anything like that. It's just purely stats. And it only makes it a 10 point game. So you're getting about two and a half points of value at 12 and a half. So I would take it now. Um, 
Yeah, your brother-in-law mentioned take, teasing it down under a touchdown makes it a little more appealing at six and a half. But yeah, it's still a little dangerous. Like I said, Kansas City, you know, is going to try to rest guys. Maybe not rest guys or sit them out completely, but they're definitely going to play their bench a little more. And J- also- Jason, I just want to jump in. Yeah, you know, looking, I use your sheet with some stuff. I use some other things. And again, I think the play here, they're all kind of, if you take Denver up, it's looking pretty good. I have four things I kind of look at here and I have them all, you'd be okay in a teaser um, up. And what's the, even maybe the under, I think I lost on this. I think I took a teaser under the first time they played this year. And I think it backfired on me a little bit, but man, you get that up to about 50, man, I don't know if that's going to hit 50. I'd probably do the teaser under if I'm going to give two teasers out. I do Denver and I do the under. There you go. All right, let's move on here. I'm trying to going down. Hey, let's go to this game. I'm just bouncing around here. I'm going right down scores and odds here. So I think it's a this is going to be a, a big game too. Uh, Jets Seattle, Jason. You know. <laughs> I'd really, I'm, I'm going to kind of miss Wilson because it's just such great entertainment to watch him and then do an interview after and uh, Mike White, or is it White? Uh, is it Mike White? Is that, did I get his name right? I know it's White. Is it Mike? Uh, he's back, a quarterback here. Seattle, again, is a team that started off, you know, really good and now they've kind of faltered a little bit here. Jets have a really good defense. Big game here. Man, it's tough out in Seattle sometimes. What do you have on this one, Jason? Well, I think it's funny because a lot of people are questioning that one and a half that Seattle's getting. Um, and they're thinking, oh, what do the books know? And if you look, you know, we referenced the sheet we we kind of work off of. And it's it's literally right there. That's exactly what the, it's spitting out from the artist perspective. So I think the, I don't think Vegas really knows what they're going to get out of this game. And they just know that giving Seattle a little bit of a points there is going to balance the money as best as they can. Um, the best unit on the field is probably the Jets defense, and it has been. But they've still given up points and yards at times. Like They haven't been invincible. But, I mean, what we have seen with Seattle is people figured out that if they don't run the football, the passing game doesn't work nearly as well. If you if you just let Geno cook, then he kind of cooks like the, the previous guy did. It doesn't turn out all that well. Now, they have all the receivers back this week. Um, but this is a really tough match with the Jets corners. I mean, the Jets have done a really nice job of building up that secondary. They're, they're tough handle. Um, you know, you're not going to see a lot out of Metcalf there. He runs basically two routes. I think Sauce Gardner will pretty much lock that up. But can they run the football? And that's really going to be what this game comes down to. But, you know, the Jets offense just doesn't do anything. So it's, it's, it's a really tricky spot because Seattle likes to play these up and down games. The Jets really don't. They usually get sucked into them. You know, the Jets red zone problems – Every week, they cannot put the ball in the end zone. It kind of cost them games, cost them the Detroit game, cost them the Minnesota game. You know, they have those two wins. They're in the playoffs. They're, they have their feet up this week. So I think this is a tough road trip going to Seattle. I just I can't pull the trigger on them, though, at one and a half. I'm hoping there's a little move here. Um, this might be a spot where you tease it up to seven and a half, and that might be enough for you. So I, I think actually that's what I'm going to go with here. I'm going to actually tease Seattle to seven and a half. I think that's a nice little play there. I think this game will be close. Um, but, and ultimately I, I, I don't hate the Seattle money line. Cause I do think, like I said, the Jets offensive problems might keep them from winning this game, but really tough game to, to handicap. What do you have? Yeah. I like the, I like you said, I like the teaser up. I take the home team, you know, tough environment to play out there. White's coming back. has been injured coming back. I think, uh, two weeks or three weeks off. 
I like Seattle up. I mean, get them up to seven and a half. I think it's a good teaser spot here. Uh, you know, it opened at 43. It's down to uh, 42 and a half. I kind of would take this up and take the under in this game. Um, you know, Seattle's 4-0, uh, last four ATS against against the Jets here. So, yeah, I'm taking the home team here in a teaser. My favorite play in this one is a teaser up with Seattle. All right, so let's move to Detroit where the Lions are trying to backdoor their way into the playoffs. Obviously, you know, fun story kind of coming, starting to break up a little bit, though. They got the 7-7. Seven and seven. Now things got a little murky for them. They're at home laying six to the Bears, whose season's obviously been over for a couple weeks now. Um, I think it's a really tricky spot for the Lions. You know, they kind of got exposed a little bit last week against the Panthers. Um, Bears are kind of similar. I mean, obviously the defense is terrible where the Panthers defense is actually pretty decent, but both teams really like to run the football and Panthers ran all over uh, Detroit. And you look at the Bears, that's really what they're going to attempt to do. So it's basically a question is six points in a divisional December game, a lot cover for a Detroit team. A time can score points and a little dinged up on the offensive lines coming into this game. So I'm kind of interested by that, but I think I'm actually going to go with the Bears here plus the six. Um, like I said, December division matchup. I'm, I'm going to take the points. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give this out. I, I'm supposed to do a spot with Jick Jack again. I give out two best bet teasers. This is one that made it for me. I really like the lines in this game. I think you're going to take the lines at, at, down to a pick them. I really like. I think it's going to be a type game like Jason just said there. You know, let's see what Fields does. I played his prop last week. You know, I think he had consecutive games over rushing. And he only had like seven or eight um, um, rush attempts last week against uh, Buffalo there. So I want to see. That might be a good spot player prop. I got to look at that. But I think I like teams. You know, everybody was on the Lions. Everybody, you know, they were starting to become the darling team here and playing well. And, yeah, Carolina took it to them. Uh, but I like teams that get embarrassed, get beat up really bad, bounce back. They're at home. I think this game is going to be close, but as a pick them, I think the Lions win. You know, they beat them in Chicago. I think it was 31-30. I think I was on the Bears that week mm-hmm. in, a, in a money line. That was a big play for me. That game was really back and forth. I think the Lions scored really late in that game uh, to win that. You know, dogs have been good in this series. But again, I really, really like Detroit and a tight game, but I think Detroit gets the win. Yeah, this will be a good like referendum on Dan Campbell. I mean, he's taken some criticism this year, probably unfairly early. Um, we'll see how he gets them to respond in a game they need to win uh, to see kind of he, they've always responded to him before. So it'll be kind of interesting here uh, if he can get them through a W because I think a loss sends them home for the season. So moving on to a game, it's kind of interesting. Um, basically because of all the implications. This is like all the algebra that goes on with people sitting and resting at this point. The Eagles at home laying six and a half to the Saints, a game they don't really need, but kind of need. And they kind of need to figure out how who's going to play this week and who's not going to play this week as they have a big matchup with Dallas coming up next week. Um, Gardner Minshew going to probably go quarterback. I don't think it's official yet, but it sure looks like because it hurts didn't practice all week and there's really no reason to throw him out here if he's not 100%. Minshew moved the offense pretty well against Dallas. Unfortunately, turned it over four times, um, which basically kept gave the Cowboys life in that game, and they came back and ended up winning it. Um, yeah, Saints team who kind of – I don't know what happened exactly in Cleveland last week, but they were really, they kind of pulled it together and were able to win a game that a lot of people didn't think they were going to. Um, you know, six and a half is a lot, uh, like we mentioned. Saints can be decent. I mean, the d- defense is okay. It's really good against the rush, sixth overall in DVOA. I'm sorry. Um, no, I had that first overall in DVOA against the rush. 
and then our but I mean ah, I messed that all up. But anyway, decent team playing against a team that's kind of half in and half out this week. I'm gonna take the six and a half with the Saints. Um because I think the Eagles kind of we'll see early whether they're in that game or not. Yeah, this this one I matched up. I already put it out on Twitter here a couple of days ago. This is one of my first best bet um, of the weekend teaser play. I like the Lions, like I just said, and I like Philly this week in a teaser. I think Menchu again. I went Dallas last week, um, and a lot of people. Funny story was my father came over for Christmas Eve, and he goes. I don't know about that best bet teaser. He goes, I don't know about Dallas. He goes, I think Philly's going to get him. Well, that's like I said, on Jick Jack spot. That's why I'm the teaser kid and you're not. So moving on here. I like him again. I like Philly this week here. Menchu did not play bad. A couple turnovers in that game. Uh, you know, Philly really let, I mean, I think it was one of the biggest plays in that game. It was third and like 30 something. And T.Y. Hilton got past their uh the secondary and caught a big ball to really keep that game going for dallas here but i like philly in this they're three and oh i think last three against ats against the saints here uh they do need win they lock up number one seed in this i think they'll be okay i think again they're going to win the game here get them down to about a pick them here conditions again jason 14 to 31 mile per hour winds this is this a windy game here so again maybe keep an eye on that with taking the points up taking the under again saints like you said pretty good defense offense sometimes they don't score a lot they don't do a lot this might not be a bad spot there but i really like philly to win the game they're going to lock up the number one seed let's move on detroit philly best one of the best bet teasers from the teaser king this weekend all right, well, let's move to a game of our, be on our TVs, and that's uh, Baltimore at home, laying two to the Steelers. Steelers coming off the big win over the Raiders. The Franco, everything was all, all the emotions were out there in the very cold weather at uh, Akershire Stadium. Baltimore, again, without Lamar Jackson. Um, Harbaugh made some kind of interesting comments about that this week, about how he's coaching the guys that are on the field. It doesn't sound like Lamar is healthy, but it kind of implied that he could be out there if he needed to be. Um you know, this game was pretty interesting last time because the Steelers really dominated yardage, pretty much dominated the game. What happened was they could not stop the run, and the, the Ravens were able to gash a couple good drives. And uh, I don't want to say got lucky in the red zone, but definitely had some good fortune in the red zone with I think three turnovers, uh, interceptions, and a missed field goal that basically got them the win. Um, so you're looking at the Steelers kind of fairly healthy coming into this game. Um, and then you got Baltimore with Huntley again. This is a really kind of a tricky matchup to handicap. Uh, because I, I don't hate the Steelers plus two. I don't hate them teased up a little bit here because this game is always really close. So I think that's kind of the game I would go. I'd actually probably tease them up to eight. Uh, you get them through three and seven in a, a series that traditionally is settled by like three points or less. What do you have for this one? Yeah, I agree with you, Jason, here. I, I love the Steelers in a teaser uh, this weekend. You know, I, I think you said it very well there. They dominated the game. Uh, they really were moving the ball. They just couldn't – a couple key interceptions in the game – you know, that's the thing. Here's the, the one thing I really put down in the notebook is, like you said, Baltimore bullied them the last time they played, really ran the ball well. Now, let's look at the Steelers since that game. They played Carolina then. Carolina just gashed Detroit on the ground. They couldn't run the ball against the Steelers. Then they played uh, Christmas Eve here against uh, Jacobs, leading rusher in the NFL. Didn't really do much. Their D-line has played well the last couple weeks. Now, that's the key in this game, in my opinion. What's Baltimore going to do in this? Are they going to do it again and really bully them uh, up, up front? That's the 
key. If the line is playing well, the defensive line for the Steelers, then I think we're in okay shape. I mean, this is one open six and a half down to minus two and a half. The over under uh, very low. I mean, 35 and a half. Now, primetime unders hitting about 64% uh, this year in a divisional game here. So, I mean, here's another one. Maybe tease it up, take the under. I think, you know, some of my numbers, Jason, I'm trying to find, where's it at? Does have it a lower scoring game about in the 30s, mid 30s, low 30s. So I think a teaser up and take the under is a good spot here. I like I like the Steelers up in this. Um, I just think, you know, this is a thing. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. It doesn't look good, but I think they do like Mike Tomlin. These players like Tomlin. They don't want him to have a losing record, that streak they want to continue here. I think, I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but I think they're going to play extremely hard. I think the best play here is the Steelers up. Now, that brings up an interesting point, though, because they'll actually pretty much know their fate before kickoff for this game. So that's something to keep. This is probably someone to hold back. I don't think this line is going to move too much uh, before Sunday night. But if Miami should win in New England, then I think the Steelers are pretty much dead. So um, if that happens now, it's, it's kind of then you have to kind of weigh out because Steelers kind of like to play these really close games, the Ravens, regardless whether they're in it or out. And you mentioned the fact where they kind of want to keep them above 500. Um, you know, it, they've talked about the playoffs, even though there's I think it's 10 percent chance they, they get in it. So they're kind of thinking that way. So it'll be interesting whether they can shut it off, knowing that they're kind of their season's cooked at that point. But that's definitely something to keep an eye on uh, when betting this game. All right. Well, let us move on to a game that may have been a runner-up for the Hot Mess Express, but only because of one team. <laughs> Again, this is one team salvages it, the other team buries it. Let's go to Las Vegas, where the Raiders are now nine and a half point underdogs. To San Francisco, San Francisco just killing everybody right now. Brock Purdy, quarterback, doesn't matter. Everything around him is kind of clicking. Um, and the Raiders made the really interesting move of benching and basically cutting David Carr to go to Jared Stidham. Um, that line moved, I think, was opened at like something like four and a half, and it's not the nine and a half, which shows you what the uh, Vegas books think of Jared Stidham. I don't even know what you do with this game. I mean, you, you could tease it down. I mean, I don't even know what the 49ers' motivation is at this point. Um, the Raiders, that locker room can't be – you basically called off their season, so I can't really expect a really good effort out of them. Uh, it's really hard to lay 10 points on the road. So this might be a game where you tease it down, but you're still at three and a half. It's a little scary there. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of almost a no play at this point. Maybe an under because I don't know what you're going to get out of the Raiders' offense. So what do you have for this one, Smitty? You know, I agree with you. I, I Well said there. I, you know, this is tough. You know, a lot of people, if you listen to a lot of these shows, I know Sean King – uh, was on Follow the Money. Him and Tim Murray did a great job filling in on Monday, I think it was. Um, and he said, "Where there's going to be a game that Purdy's going to struggle. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, the scary thing is, is he going to struggle here at the end? I'd be really nervous then going in the playoffs. He's going to have a letdown here. Great point. I mean, again, Sean King played in the league. Quarterback knows his stuff very well. Is this a game that they struggle. I mean, again, they're so good there. I was a little surprised. I mean, I'll give the commanders a lot of credit. I mean, they did put some points on this team last week. A lot of people didn't think they were going to score really anything against San Francisco last week. And they really did. Um, I kind of agree with you. I don't like the, I wish I would have jumped on it early (laughs) before the car news broke 
And but I think the best play here is taking it up six points and taking the under. What what kind of motivation do you have here? What's he going to look like at quarterback? I mean, is he going to do a lot against this team? Are they going to only score maybe a couple points and like San Francisco wins like, you know, 17, 24, 3, 6, or something like that. I mean, I don't know. It could be something like that. Maybe take it up. So um, my thought on this, you know, and they lost a couple key guys too, Jason, in that Steeler game. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Some, some of their defensive guys, some big time players. I uh, got hurt in that game. And again, like motivation, you know, Devontae Adams doesn't seem too happy. Josh Jacobs was really upset after that uh, Steeler game. Um, you know, with this car news, a lot of people, I think, on that team wish he would just finish it out. And now they're not going to. So then I don't and I kind of agree. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I think they should just if you want to get rid of the guy, that's fine. Let the guy finish. I mean, the guy's a really good teammate, in my opinion stands up there each week and you know the one week i mean geez he was crying uh felt so bad and everything i'm not trying to say that's the great that was the greatest look by him but you can tell the guys the guy cares it's not like this guy doesn't care so i would probably tease it up and take the under it makes sense i mean it was funny because i actually kind of looked at the raiders maybe like you mentioned this was a spot where you could easily saw maybe purdy kind of taking his eye off the ball a little bit Kind of a game doesn't mean a lot. Six and a half points out in Vegas. Um, probably was going to be a good spot for the Raiders until that kind of just got completely squashed by all the news. Um, yeah, with cards, it's pretty simple. It's 40 million reasons why. Uh, it's a two next season. They want to move on from him. Um, and I don't know what's going to – I think they'll move on from Devontae Adams too because I don't think he wants to be there without his buddy. Uh, that's probably the only reason he came, right? So kind of two interesting piece there that you can build off of and then you free up that cap room and then you kind of see what happens with this Vegas team. What do you got to me? I just want to know where – I got asked the other day, where do you think he ends up? Where's your where's your early prediction of where Carr is quarterback in next year? So I'll make two early predictions. I think we'll see Deshaun Hopkins moved. Because I don't think he's happy there at all in Arizona. And I think Devontae Adams will also be out there. So you get two really good pieces. And I'm trying to think of teams that really are close and need wide receivers. You have to think Tennessee would be interested in somebody like this because they're pretty fired up that they never didn't really go after AJ Brown. And that's really crippled that offense because there's no deep threats. There's no any receiving threats on that team. So one of those guys could end up there. Um and you kind of look around. Atlanta is another team that could use another piece on offense. You put him on that team. I don't know if they have the cap room, but I think they might next year. You put him, kind of make Drake a little bit better player. You open up things for Pitts. And, you know, all of a sudden you've got some passing game to go with a really good running game, uh, the creative stuff there. Um, that's the biggest thing is that no one really wants to spend money on these receivers anymore in the second contract. They're almost becoming like running backs. And both of those guys are deep into really expensive second contracts. So that's really where it comes down to. You're going to have to be close if you make this move, because otherwise you're really going to blow up your cap structure. So I think that's how really about car. How about car? Where do you think he ends up? I think car will end up as a good backup somewhere. Um, wow. Okay. Backup. I just think, I think people realize he's got a ceiling. And, you know, I think with quarterback, especially we're seeing some of these younger quarterbacks kind of playing right away. I mean, look at the Steelers got out of Kenny Pickett, a guy who people didn't think was going to be a world beater. He's been solid for them. And you've got um, fields in Chicago. Like, you know, people are going young. They'd rather lose with a young guy than lose with an old guy. So I think Carr is kind of a lose with an old guy type. So unless you really want a stopgap kind of guy, 
But I mean, you can also see him going to somewhere like Seattle and probably doing well with all the talent around him. I think he's a quarterback who needs to be surrounded by good guys. And I think he he won't make mistakes. And if he has playmakers, he can be pretty decent. I, I think I said the Jets. The Jets? I, I mean, that's a good, good situation there because we talked the Jets skill talent looks pretty good and the lines coming together. So that's a situation where even a slight upgrade quarterback is going to get them probably would have won them two extra games this year. They'd already be in the playoffs. So I can see that Seattle, I think is a nice spot too. If they're, if they're not really convinced, you a guy because Seattle's got pieces around him as well on a line that's getting a lot better. And I think and another, a system that he's familiar with. Another team is, is DC here. Now let's see what Wentz. I think they have Wentz one more year on a yeah. on a on a contract, so that could be there. But I think they were kind of rumored with Hit Car before. Keep an eye on 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 the Commanders here. I I don't know. I, I'm going to go Jets. I'm going to go Jets if I have to make a prediction on this. Hey, real quick here before we move on here, I just want to bounce another one in. A lot of rumors, you know, Tom Brady's going to move on here. Now Vegas, there's a spot. Yeah. Now. You're, you're already shaking. No, a lot of, some people like it. Some, there's already some rumors going with Gronk. It could be Gronk and Brady out to Vegas here. And I was like, man, I, I don't know about that. So you're already shaking your head. No, at me. Well, I, if they can keep Adams and they can find some guys to fill in, I don't know where their cap situation would be if Brady came in, what they would have to pay him. But like, I don't, I think the one thing that he saw at Tampa this year is that when your skill talent's not, not around, you's not there. He's not good enough to elevate it anymore. I think he knows that now. And uh, you look at the Raider team, Josh Jacobs isn't going to be there next year, so they really don't have a running back. The offensive line is is okay. It's, it probably plays better than it looks like on paper. Um, the skill talent, Renfro somehow has got lost in that system. Um, Adams, they kind of use him incorrectly. His yards per catch is way down. So I just think he sees a situation very similar to one he's in, and it's a lot more unstable. And I don't think he would go for that. That's that's the only reason why. I know the rumors are out there, but that to me, he's a smart guy when it comes to that kind of stuff. That's why I don't see that as a good fit. All right, let's move on here. We got a couple more games here. Yes, let's move Try to another to old quarterback in uh, Green <laughs> Bay. Lane three against the Minnesota Vikings. Another one of these games where you look at the records and you go, huh? But the Green Bay Packers, you look, they're 10th in DBOA, weighted DBOA, which is when it's uh, weighted with recent results, getting more uh, weighting than the prior results. So the Packers are starting to play really good football. And I don't think the Vikings actually have played bad football. I think they just kind of come down to the level where they're really at. So this is a really tricky game. I, I really would like to be able to take the Vikings plus the three in a game I think is going to be pretty close, but – Going out there in the cold weather with uh, the Packers, and I don't think Green Bay is going to be uh, warm, but it won't be like freezing cold. Um, it's just really hard to fade the Packers right now with Aaron Rodgers. Like I said, I think it's um, the Fleur is undefeated in December as a head coach. I mean, the team has clearly improved from week one to week 17, so it's really hard to go against that. Uh, I know everyone in the world is going to be on the Packers. That's what makes me hesitant. What do you look at this one? Yeah, they're 11 and five last 16 ATS hosting Minnesota here. You know, now they played first game of the year, Minnesota won 23-7. Now this, like you said, this is one of those games, like Jason just said, you look at the records and you go, why are they favored here? Well, here's the thing. Minnesota could have a lot more losses. They're, they're winning games. Last week was one. Again, let's go back a couple weeks, two weeks ago when they were down 33 nothing to the Colts and they came back and went. This team sometimes struggles a little bit here. I like where Green Bay's going here. I liked them in a teaser last week against Miami. Played, I thought, really well here. 
you know, player prop wise, again, I'm not giving anything official yet. I haven't really dove into it. Looking, is this the game that Rogers really throws for a lot of yards? And you look, is this, this Minnesota secondary is not very good, mm. but Rogers has not been, you know, throwing big time numbers up passing the ball here with some of these wide receivers and everything too. I like this. I like doing money line parlays. This is one that I'm going to look. I like Green Bay in this. I think they win the game. I, I, so money line, I really like, and I, I'd like to do Green Bay with one more and go load up a little bit on that and do maybe uh, a good play on that. So I really like Green Bay in this. I think they're going to win the game. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, you look at the, the stats and the way they match up, and it's just that, you know, Green Bay is actually pretty good against the pass, and that is really what the bread and butter of the Vikings is here. Like, they can run the football still, but they don't, you know, they're still – moving it through the air and with the elements and everything like that, I just don't see, I don't know. I just, like I said, I you just can't go against Rogers in the third December. I know it's, it's just that simple. That's not very statistical or scientific, but sometimes that's just the way it works in the NFL. All right. So let's move to the next game. I think this is the battle of Los Angeles, right? Where yep. we have the chargers at home laying six and a half to the Rams. The Rams came out of nowhere, probably blew up a bunch of <laughs> parlays last week <laughs> and teasers with a really impressive performance, uh, generating a ton of points against a pretty good Denver defense, uh, basically with nothing. Um, so it kind of gives you a glimpse. Now, the one thing I will say that, and it's kind of more evident, I think, when you watch them play, and for some reason the Rams have been on TV, national TV a ton over this like month stretch here with Baker Mayfield. It seems like every week. He fits that system really well. He's a guy who's actually decently mobile, can get outside the pocket, likes to get outside the pocket to throw. That's something they kind of lost with Stafford. It's, it's clearly they catered the offense to him, something he doesn't like. And it seems like it's opened up their playbook for some of these Rams guys who kind of need a little more help with the X's and O's. Uh, that being said, like, you just can't lay this many points with the Chargers, I think. So I think this is another ugly Chargers win. You know, this might be a spot where, you know, teasing up six and a half is not exactly the greatest thing in the world. Where you're not really covering a lot of the points. But uh, I, I kind of like the Rams plus the six and a half and it was just an ugly Chargers win. What do you think? Yeah, you know, open minus eight. It's down to six and a half over under open 40. It jumped up to 42 and a half. Now, if you look at some of the numbers, the over has been the play in this series here. Like you said, they scored 51 points last week. Hey, Higby man was on fire. I mean, he was throwing, he was throwing to him. He just seemed like he was wide open every time here. Yeah, Baker, you know, has had some moments here with this Rams team here. Chargers coming off a short week, um, Monday night game. Could be, you know, I think, are they in, Jason? They clinched, right? They're in the playoffs? I believe they are, yeah. Okay. So, you know, again, this coach sometimes is, you know, I don't know. I kind of like in this one, I kind of like taking it down some points and taking the over. And I like, I like the Rams up in a teaser in this one, get it up to about 12 and a half. And then I like to lower it a little bit here uh, with the, you know, the trend of the over in this it's jumped from a 40 and a half to 42 and a half. Now uh, let's take it down six points. Let's get the over in this and let's get some, uh, a late 425 game. Let's get some action and get some points in this one. That's my play. Yeah. I'm intrigued by the Chargers to see what they do here. Cause they do have a clinch. And like you said, Staley's known for doing some stuff. This is completely outside the box. And, uh, Got to wonder how he's going to play his lineups when I think they're pretty much locked into the spot that they're in. Um, hey, he does, he does great stretches, though. If you saw that on Twitter, his back stretches before the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You just can't do that at an NFL stadium with cameras around. You can do that oh, yeah. in your privacy of your own workout, and you can be that guy at the gym. But you can't just do that. Like that's just too easy to to pick apart for a guy who just gives us way too much to pick apart. So yeah. All right. So what's <laughs> so it's it's New Year's Eve. Everyone's gonna enjoy themselves with treats tonight, and like maybe a nice dessert. This is the nice dessert to this NFL week. You got the Monday Night Football game that actually lives up to a Monday Night Football game, at least what we grew up with. Uh, Cincinnati at home getting one point against Buffalo. I'm not sure why it's one point. It's pretty much a pick em game, but we'll see. Um, it kind of, uh, we'll get back to the one point in a second, but really interesting matchup here. The Bengals kind of dodging bullets at this point, winning every week, covering every week. Um, so I had the Patriots plus three and a half, thought I was in really good shape. And, you know, two extra points and a, a, a fumble on the five later. I'm a loser. Uh, Buffalo. Not looking great, kind of just winning games, um, just basically with by being awesome, I guess. I don't know what, what else you can really describe it as. It doesn't look the prettiest. They're not really rolling people, but they're getting through the schedule and lining up for a top two seed. Who do you have in this one? Because I, I kind of like the Bills, but uh, I want to hear what you say first. Well, the dogs, as you can hear my dogs, because someone just <laughs> ran inside my house here. The dogs are barking. The dogs are going crazy. Hey, let's go in this. The dogs are barking in the series. Seven and two AC, uh, ATS in the series here. Yeah, this is going to be a good game. You know, you know, Maddie, one of our guys a couple of weeks ago said, Joe Burrow, jump on a ticket MVP. And he's been playing unbelievable after Matt said that. Um, no one's getting the door here. I'm doing a podcast. I'm not getting the door, so I don't know who's in my house right now. <laughs> but I, I, you know, this is this is tough. I think it's a tough game. Great game. I mean, wait to end the week 17 here. I, what I would do in this, I would te- I tease the dog up. I mean, why not? I think this is gonna be a tight game. Cincinnati's playing really well, like you said. Buffalo's winning, not steamrolling people here. I would tease this up. And I'm eyeing this for maybe one of my best bet teasers of the weekend here to get them up to about seven and a half. I really like the Bengals in this. Yeah, that's what scares me. That's why I alluded to with the one point because that seems like it's almost a teaser trap, doesn't it? That they're throwing it out bit. there because you get that nice clean seven with the Bengals. And who's going to turn down seven points to the Bengals? That's the only thing that scares me about that. Uh, because to me, I would think this would be like, I don't know, the other way, maybe minus two Bengals at home. It's the way they've been playing. Defense is still good. You know, they have a great defensive scheme that lets them adjust and kind of make uh, really befuddled teams in the second half. Um, Buffalo's really not that complex of an offense, but they've got some really good players on the outside. And, they, you know, they just have a great quarterback as well. Um, but, yeah, I just – I, I kind of like Buffalo. I think I think I can lay the point here. And uh, I just think maybe the Bengals kind of get that one loss out of the way. They've kind of been building toward it, right? They came out slow against Tampa, 17 points. I guess another game I lost, right? I had the Buccaneers getting points at home up 20 and a half to nothing, still lose the game outright, <laughs> losing it on the line too. Um, go up to New England. Either way, totally steamroll them in the first half and then kind of hold on for dear life in the second half. So I just feel like they're tempting fate a little bit. So I'm going to take the Bills uh, minus the one. I just I just feel like this will be a close game. It's going to be back and forth. I think it's going to be a lot like the Kansas City game um, in the middle of the season because uh, the point spread is kind of similar. The lines are kind of similar. And I think the game is going to go back and forth. It's going to be a great entertainment on Monday night. My biggest concern is that – the Rose Bowl is going to lead into this. Are they, are they going to truncate my Rose Bowl, my Penn State, to go to the kickoff for the Monday Night Football? Because there's no way a college football game starting at 5 o'clock is going to be over by 8.15. So I have, I have some worries uh, there, ABC. Figure it out. 
So here's the thing with Cincy. I did um, I did give Buffalo money line um, to my brother-in-law in a contest um, that he's in. I do think this they could win. The thing about Cincinnati, I think one of their better offensive line guys is hurt. They are nicked up a little bit here with some injuries here. And I think you made a great point there. You know, getting down against Tampa, good comeback. Then last week up 22-0, I think it was in that game. And then they really, New England was right there. I mean, New England was a goal line to take the lead there. So it, it is, I like, I would still go with a teaser spot here, but yeah, it should be a, it should be an entertaining game here. Hey, I want to give out old man in the garage, man. What a performance last week, three and oh, last week, man, guy's been on fire. What's he doing this week, Carol? He has three games he's given out. So I'm just going to start with the game we just talked about. He likes Cincinnati. He's going to take Cincinnati money line in this. He likes the Steelers. Sunday night money line. And he also likes Carolina to upset Tampa. So that, that's his three plays, Carolina Steelers, Cincinnati money line dogs from old man in the garage off a three and O weekend. Man, New England was, I had a great dog three team money line parlay uh, last week. I had green Bay. I can't remember this, the other team, but I had new England. And if they would have just scored, I would, it would have, a nice payout there and new england let me down so that was brutal for them to fumble on the five that way i, I like i said so many people had to have that uh, that upset because like i said everything's been kind of brewing for cincinnati to have this one one game where they kind of lose it now i still think they're gonna be good for the playoffs as long as they get healthy a little dinged up still but yeah that was a brutal loss but that's what why we do this every sunday so we can just punch ourselves in the head and wonder what why that went that way <laughs> hey real quick before we go here i'm gonna throw three college games at you here um Let's let's start. Um, I'm gonna hold off on the two today. Penn State, you just brought up Penn State, Utah, Rose Bowl. You're a big Penn State fan. What do you what do you think in that really quick? I'm intrigued by that matchup because I think Penn State has no opt-outs, basically. Um, they they lost some bench guys, but pretty much everyone's there, which has been a little bit unusual for the last couple of bowl games they've been in. Like I thought is last Porter, year they played is Porter Jr. playing. He's the only one, but he wasn't really 100% healthy anyway. He had a kind of an emergency abductee situation. And Parker Washington also out with an injury. So they have guys that aren't there, two good guys too, two guys who will probably be playing on Sunday, um, but both mostly injury. I know Porter opted out, but he, like I said, he they kind of used him sparingly when he came back from that appendectomy. But, you know, it's still a really young football team, and they're pretty much all playing. Um, it, the quarterback's really the biggest situation. It's just, does Sean Clifford actually have, like, one good game to go out of his 18-year career? Or does he show up like he did against Ohio State and just basically give the game away? Um, that, that's the thing. Like, it's hard to read because Michigan completely housed them. That game was just a really brutal watch. And, um, like, both sides I, I enjoyed that. I know you it did. Was- right? I know you did. <laughs> but the Ohio State game, I don't think it's enough talk because Penn State was down six points with five minutes left in that game. And they were minus four in the turnover situation. And all those turnovers really were short field turnovers. And I picked six in that group. So, I mean, they literally gave that game to Ohio State, outgained them, out everything them really except for points. Um, so it's really hard to kind of reconcile, and I, that's why I really liked Michigan when they played Ohio State because, like I said, you you saw one team at one level, you saw another team at another. Keep that in mind today, if you or when you're watching the finals. Um, I think this team's coming to be motivated. Utah's missing some guys, mostly from injury throughout the year. They've really had a lot of the receiving guys kind of fall to the wayside with the injuries. Um, still a really good team. I don't think it's as good of a team as they thought they were going to be, though. Um, so, like I said, I'm intrigued. Um, if Penn State can run the football, they're going to win. 
If they can't, then Utah's going to win. I'll just break it down that simply. I mean, that's the way we talked about the Pac-12. Whoever wins the rushing bet total usually wins. That's what's going to be in this game as well. So I'll take I'll take the fence a little bit, but I will be rooting for my Nittany Lions. All right, I'll go money line Utah because I always go against Penn State. Hey, now let's go today. Let's go today. You got Michigan in about an hour kicking off here. Big game. I, I can't wait. Hopefully they play well. Uh, I'd love to see them get in the national championship. That Michigan is my team if you're new to our podcast. What do you think in that game really fast? You think Michigan gets it done? Probably, but I, I'll tell you what. I think that game is actually going to be fairly close because I think Purdue showed a lot of things that you can try to do against Michigan where like not a lot of the other Big Ten teams really had any good solutions for that defense. I mean, Purdue outgained them in that uh, Big Ten championship, which, which is shocking to me. Um, and I think TCU can do similar things on offense. I don't. I think they're solid on the line, which will get them through. And uh, they've got some playmakers outside. I mean, they're not great, but they're they're pretty good. The one receiver is really good for TCU. Um, they can, you can go after Michigan secondary a little. I was shocked Ohio State didn't more, um, but it's still a really good sound defense. And the offense, I mean, without Corum, I think that's a big loss. I think I think Blake Corum kind of got disrespected in the Heisman title. I know he's a running back, and no one cares about running backs anymore. But if you watch those games, he was getting a lot of those yards on his own. And uh, he was making some really good plays. A guy probably should have been in New York with Hendon Hooker to me. But um, I think it's going to be a closer game just because I think Michigan's offense, especially in the red zone, something that's been a bugaboo all year. Um, sometimes they can get, turn sevens into threes really easily. I think that might happen a little bit today just to keep it close. But I do think Michigan will win. And I think Georgia kills Ohio State. Uh, I know Ohio State's got a lot of steam right now. People are talking themselves up. That is not this team. This defense is soft. The offensive line is not nearly as good as it's been in the past. The skill talent's amazing. There's no question there. But these running backs are dinged up. I think they're down to their third or fourth guy. And when you watch CJ Stroud, you're going to see good numbers. You're going to see a lot of good throws. You're also going to see a lot of, like, bad quarterback play with, like, time management and just random things. Um, I think Georgia is kind of licking their chops at a chance to get at Ohio State because I think they're seeing that now. It's just a really good, solid team. Much better on offense than last year's team was. Probably not as good on defense. But um, still a really good team. What do you think here on this one? Yeah, I mean, well, again, I like Michigan. I, I gave it out. I gave a teaser, um, I think, down to about minus one with Alabama. Alabama's playing really well right now. I think last time I checked, they were up big. Um, I also did a Georgia-Michigan teaser. I think they're the two best teams. Again, I think Michigan, again, Corum, big loss. I agree with you. I think Hooker from Tennessee should have been in New York. I agree. I think Corum should have been in New York. So everything you said there, I agree with. Uh, backup kid is just uh, Edwards is a really good running back. The last two games has really uh, had big games on this. You know, is McCarthy gonna? Is he gonna make some plays? They're gonna try to make him throw. That's Absolutely. Big in this game, um, you know, the thing with Michigan, they just gut punch you over and over and over, mm -hmm. and then they can explode and they just wear you down. I think their line's gonna overtake TCU's defensive line, and they'll. I think Michigan's gonna win. I think it's anywhere from seven to ten points. I agree. I really like Georgia in this. Um, you know, a lot of people are on Ohio State right now, but I agree with you. Um, the running back situation, and I just don't think they're they're tough. I really don't. Um, I think Georgia's gonna be too physical for them, and I think that game might start out okay for a little bit, but I think, again, the same thing. I think the better team's going to wear down, um, you know, their opposition here uh, in the second half, and I think Georgia pulls ahead and wins that game. So I really like my teaser spots there. I think it's Georgia-Michigan National Championship. 
Yeah, I think the thing with Ohio State, if they are going to be in that game, is that that defense is going to have to have improved a lot since the Michigan game through now, which it could have. You, you get six weeks in that scheme. Everybody talked about how complicated it is. I'll tell you what, their game plans in some of these big games this year was absolutely horrible. And I have a brother-in-law who's an Ohio State alum. He completely agrees. They came out with the wrong game plan against Ohio, Penn State. They came out with the wrong game plan against Michigan. Maybe a little bit about Maryland and Notre Dame as well. That's the four biggest games on their schedule this year. There wasn't a whole lot uh, – they they did or they went up against like it was a pretty soft schedule they were they never looked great in any of those games like you know they at times they did but you know second half against michigan blowout like i said basically last three quarters against penn state outside of a couple plays really kind of neck and neck maryland was right there with them and notre dame had them beat in the first half and then kind of just couldn't score anymore so it's kind of a little bit of concern for me if you really like Ohio State in that game that you got to really factor that in. And in Georgia against their best opponents looked really, really good. <laughs> so, all right, that's all I have. Hey, check my basketball plays out. We got St. Francis, PA, best bet of the day. I can't wait. Already hit, already hit Central Connecticut State. I think they're called. I don't know who cares. They won money. Blue line. Devils. Blue Devils. Like, yeah, the money. The two teasers went down today, but uh. I got St. Bonaventure up big right now, too. That was a money line play. Uh, so go uh, Red Flash. Hopefully you can hit my best bet. So, hey, check us out on um, Twitter. Man, we fire a lot of action, a lot of plays, and we'll fire out. Jason, take us out, my friend. Yep, you can check me out. My hockey plays will be out there. I'm doing pretty well. Got a little contest going on with some other guys. We like to give out picks. Hopefully it'll go well. And enjoy the New Year's holiday here. We got an extra day off on the second. Really nice. So you can really get yourself banged up tonight on the 31st. And it, <laughs> so you can bang your bookies, bang yourself up as well, and have a good night. As we like we say, we'll wrap this show up. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes, and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.